everybody, Paul Angelo here. Welcome to another amazing deeper dive into gay psychology, into relationships, into making love possible for you. And today we have all the answers to how to make love possible for you, all of you. But to accept those solutions, that's a different ball game. We have the answers, but the resistance to those answers is what stops everybody. We live in a modern society, and I want to emphasize that. There are millions of books about relationships. There are thousands of courses out there. People have spent tremendous amount of time researching the concept of love, dating, and relationships. When we talk about our challenges in the gay world, we can for certain tell you that we have the answers. But the resistance to these answers is what causes all the problems. And this resistance boils down to the absence of psychological development. Most, if not all, gay men have been in a state of underdevelopment for the majority of their lives. And that also includes me, everybody. Our community does not produce the initiation into maturity. And the perfect example of that is the idea of sexual compatibility. Or, we can call it differently, we can call it the approach to each other through a sexual avatar. An avatar is basically a miniaturization of wholeness into the most fragmented way that we can see and project ourselves in front of each other. And so imagine you are a whole complete human being, or you're supposed to be whole and complete, but you present yourself to other men as an avatar. You're a bottom. That's an avatar. You're not a bottom. That's a fragmented version of yourself. I'm a top. No, you're not a top. That is also a fragmented version of yourself. Now, here's the interesting thing about that fragmentation and that miniaturization and that avatar creation process. What is the condition upon which this avatar is created? What sets into motion the desire to project ourselves into each other's lives through the avatars? And we have the answer to that. It's called low consciousness, shamed consciousness, primitive consciousness. And I refer everybody to the book by David Hawkins about consciousness. When I read that book, it blew my mind. I realized that shame is so unconscious in our world that that miniaturization process, that self-devaluation process, is everywhere on hookup apps, everywhere in all aspects of our community, which, again, it's not a community. It's a collection of people. For a community to be a community, there has to be a leader who you can call. You can have interaction with the committees that run the community. So we don't even have a community. We have a collection of individuals that call themselves a community. But everywhere you look in the gay world, there is such level of low consciousness. We pretend we have a community. We pretend we are wholesome. We pretend we show up into each other's lives as wholesome beings.
But we don't. We are reduced to the smallest aspect of our psychic, and that's sexual behavior. Assuming that through that process of portraying ourselves through an avatar, we can have a loving process. And that is just crazy to think that way. Love is an expression of a virtuous state of mind, of a virtuous process, not the most reductionary process. And that's what we see when we enter into this box we called I'm a sex object at top or bottom, and I love these sexual behaviors, X, Y, and Z, and we assume that by projecting that to other people that we're going to have something whole, that we're going to have something whole and complete and beautiful. Of course not. You are entering into a silly little box out of thousands of boxes, and you assume that out of the thousands of boxes, that one box is going to produce a beautiful human process. And that's just crazy. But that is exactly what happens in a society where everybody has been shamed, devalued, where there is no father figure to lift everybody up to the level of wholeness. And so what's popular, what's normalized, is the most minimizing, reductionary force out of all the thousands of boxes you enter into that one box called sexual compatibility. I'm a sex object and you have to love me when I am a sex object. There's nothing to love there. There's only hedonism. There's only fun. It's like you're going to love somebody because they agree on the same Netflix show that you watch. That's the analogy here. You watch a certain show on Netflix and you only will spend time with another man who watches and enjoys the same show on Netflix. This is a comparison of the miniaturization, minimization that is going on in our consciousness about how we project ourselves. Out of the thousands of boxes, you enter into a box and you want to be loved through that restriction that this box produces. This is called sexual compatibility. This is called the sexual avatar. You can have thousands of avatars. You can enter into the avatar that says, I only drive a convertible car. And if somebody does not like my convertible car, that then I reject that person. You can have an avatar about how you eat, about how you sleep, about what kind of books you read, what kind of interests that you have. You can have all kinds of avatars that have to do with all kinds of things. You can enter into an avatar that's all about how you dress, what kind of clothes you wear, how you comb your hair, the kind of beauty products that you use, the way that you shower or take a bath. These are all miniature aspects of our behavior. And we don't use those behaviors to discover whether you are compatible with someone or not. Compatibility between human beings is a very complex, wholesome process of discovery of each other, who you are across different dimensions of existence. Yes, sexuality is a tiny portion of that. And then you've got emotions, you've got communication, you've got daily habits of eating, sleeping, engaging the world. You've got hobbies, you've got interests, you've got education, you've got values, goals. You have a way of seeing the world, perspectives at different 
areas of the world, economy, politics, history, music, all of that comprises the wholeness of who you are, who you're becoming as time progresses. You're shifting and changing and adapting, and that is who you are across the span of multiple months and even years. And to say, I know someone, it means that you spent time with that person to discover those multidimensional aspects of their behavior, their approach to life, their conduct, their fears, frustrations, their desires, their interests, hobbies, values, perspectives. That is a wholesome approach to get to know someone. When you have that information about someone, it means now you can make an educated decision. Are we compatible? If you don't have that information, you're going to be avatarizing. If you don't have that information, it means that you have a snapshot of someone that's so temporary, that is so minimized, so reductionary, you can't possibly make an educated decision whether you're compatible or not. I discovered all of this by observing how gay men meet each other through the program, the Biggie Family Social Program. The introductions in the program require a commitment to, at the minimum, three conversations across the span of 30 days. In most cases, most people talk for six months in our program because of this very thing I just shared with you. You can't possibly know who someone is just by judging one of the boxes that they produce for you that they want you to look at them through. You can't know someone through the avatars. They jump from this avatar, this box, to this avatar, then to this avatar, sexual avatar, habits avatar, their eating habits, their perspectives. You have to know all of those avatars. There are hundreds of them, thousands of them. And then you can say, okay, I know you. And when I say, I don't want to be with you, I say no to all the things I've learned about you across the span of months and even years. That is the wholesome process of getting to know people and discovering their compatibility. Everything that happens prior to that is a trigger, is a reductionary process of entering into each other's lives. It's simply the sexual avatar dominating the entire life of someone's social engagements. It's pretty crazy to say that at the age of 65 or 70, someone realizes that they have interacted with human beings for majority of their lives through their most miniature version of themselves. If you hear it this way, I hope it produces a lot of anxiety and depression to realize that for the majority of your lives, you have reduced yourself to the lowest common denominator, the most primitive avatar that has nothing to do, absolutely zero to do with who someone is and who you are. You are not your avatar. He is not his sexual avatar. You're not a top. He's not a bottom. There are hundreds of aspects to everyone's psychology, everyone's being. But because you are not giving yourself permission to get to know those parts, you're always going to be single. You're always going to be alone. You're always going to be trying and trying and trying, but never going anywhere because for attachments to develop between human beings, they have to have a hook. And it's impossible to develop this hook, this attachment, this glue to another person when you project yourself through one box out of thousands of boxes, the sexual avatar that you pretend that you are. And that's why 
all these avatars on the hookup apps, you look at all the pictures, everybody is an avatar. They're not projecting themselves through this wholesome process. They're projecting themselves through this most miniaturized, minimized version of themselves. Imagine a thousand boxes in front of you, and then you jump into one box and you say, this is who I am. And then another person does the same thing. And what is the probability? Just think about it mathematically speaking. What is the probability that those two boxes are going to click? And that's why everyone is single forever. Because there's this assumption that your box and his box are going to somehow click together and a beautiful relationship will happen. What often happens is trauma bonding because you assume that out of thousands of boxes that your box is going to click with the box of another person and then the moment you get to know all the other boxes of the other person, you realize you actually hate that person. You don't want to have anything to do with that person. And that's what happens everywhere today. The moment you get to know all the other boxes, you realize this is crazy. You don't want to be part of the person's life. You don't want to invite them into your life. And then you think that it's their fault or you complain about, oh, I will never be with another person. But what you don't realize is your complaint is about the wrong thing. You're complaining about the wrong thing. What you should be complaining about is your approach. Your approach is the wrong approach. It's not the person. It's not even you as a human being. It's the fact that you have reduced yourself to one box out of a thousand boxes and you assume that through this one box you're going to create something beautiful and you can't to use this metaphor of a box and an avatar ideally you would project yourself through at least 100 of those boxes and avatars to another person and get to know at least 100 of those avatars of another person even though that is still a miniaturization of the wholeness of a human consciousness, which includes at least a couple thousands of boxes. At least you don't have one box that you are committing to. You have at least 100 of them. And these 100 boxes comprises the different habits, interests, different aspects of the human psychology of the other person that you get to know across the span of multiple weeks and months and even years. If you approach people through at least 100 boxes, as opposed to just one avatar box, called sexual compatibility, you actually can stand a chance because you are training yourself to be open. And through that openness, you're allowing another person to enter into your life on a deeper level. You're able to sense pleasure because you are interacting through a variety of different boxes as opposed to just the avatar, one box called sexual compatibility. And for that to take place, it will take some time, at least a few months, maybe even a few years. And so the container where this can happen has to be the kind of container that facilitates that. And it used to be that those containers were usually churches or universities, places of learning, places of worship, places where people congregate on a regular basis. So you're exposed to those different boxes of everybody's personality, everybody's consciousness throughout the entire year or multiple years, sometimes even like five years. And then one day you realize that you like the person. And it took time. It took exposure to those multiple boxes. Not just one box, but multiple experiences of how the person behaves, how they react, how they communicate, how they emote, how they treat you across the span of multiple weeks and months and even years. That is how it used to be in our society. 
And so these containers in the world are missing. And that's why everyone is failing. It's not even you. It's not he. It's the process. In the absence of that wholesome process, everyone's failing. And that's the sociology of relationships. There is a sociological angle that everybody forgets about. Everybody assumes that you just show up, he just shows up, and love happens. It doesn't work that way. It never worked that way. Human relationships are so complicated. There are millions of books written about human relationships across the span of past 2,000 years of modern history. Why are there so many books written about it? Because it's so complex. And we need all kinds of forces that are aligned to produce a loving relationship. We need the presence of a culture that's functional, community that extends the culture on a more deeper level, and then family, the most personal embodiment of the principles that a healthy culture promotes. But in the gay world, we don't have a healthy culture. There's no such thing as a gay community, like I shared with you earlier, because for a community to be a community, and I'm saying this for the hundredth time, there has to be a person, a committee that you can call and talk to for this group to be called a community. So we don't even have a community that extends the values and principles of a healthy culture. And there's no such thing as a family in the gay world. So everybody is an individual drone. Everyone is like this drone that's flying around without attachment to any culture, community, or family principles and embodiments. And that's why it's impossible. There is no container that facilitates that approach to relationships that's based on multiple boxes hundred of them at the minimum, and everybody's reduced to the lowest common denominator avatar called sex. And there's this assumption that through genitals, love happens. Are you fucking crazy? But see, people have resistance to what I just said because they operate in the lowest level of consciousness. They have reduced themselves to such low level of seeing the world that they cannot even see Many people cannot even see what I'm talking about here. They can't relate to this because they've existed. They've lived their lives on Grindr most of their lives. They can't imagine a situation where two men enter into each other's lives without sex. And instead, through emotion. They can't imagine that. Because they have been reduced and shamed and devalued to the most primitive sense of self-perception and perception of others. So, In this world today, we have all the answers to love. And all the gay men who enter the Big Gay Family Social Program, they see the difference. So we have the solutions. But we see resistance to the solutions that's based on operating on the lowest level of consciousness. The absence of God, absence of spirit, absence of authority and father figure, absence of a connection to a higher level of being. And that is, my friends, what's habituated into all of you. And that's why no matter what you try, no matter who you see, no matter how you do it, it will never work. Never. I'm 100% certain it will never work because there are so many forces that go against that miniaturized avatar-based dating that it's simply impossible today. Period. I wanted to share this message with you that we have the solutions. 
but we have the resistance to those solutions that is based on living life on the lowest level of consciousness. It's like state of denial or state of disassociation. We can even say this is kind of like schizophrenia, sub-personality that is most primitive sub-personality of a person is in charge. The highest self has been destroyed. The most beautiful sense of self has been diminished, has been erased, has been dissolved by shame and the hurt and the abuse in our culture. You spend a week on Grinder, you'll know what I'm talking about. If we have a man who's freshly out of the closet and still kind of pure and preserved, he enters into the Grinders and the hookup apps and is immediately demolished, reduced back to genitals, reduced back to the lowest aspect of himself, to the avatar that is the most miniaturized version of himself. And then he tries to find love that way. Of course, it's impossible. And there's no container to lift him up, so he remains there forever. And then anger develops. And then people hate each other, they hate themselves. And it's just a toxic, toxic soup for everybody. It took me over 10 years to understand these steps. I'm not assuming that you're going to understand all of this up front and immediately. It will take time for you to let this sink into your consciousness because you have to see proof of what I'm saying. Sometimes people fight it. They, they rebel against my message because they think that they know better. But I've been doing this work 24-7 over the past decade. I've seen so many variations, so many examples of people that try different approaches. And I'm here to tell you that I don't see a healthy approach today for most people. There is no such thing as healthy dating. There's no such thing as healthy relationships today. It's all fucked up. It's all the lowest level of consciousness everywhere you look and justification for it. And you can easily see this low consciousness in how easily it is for gay men to reject God, to rebel against authority, and to justify sex and sacrifice love. This is the ultimate proof that this low consciousness is in charge when people choose sex over love. They have devalued themselves to the lowest common denominator. They have entered into the sexual avatar and they see the world through that avatar and nothing else. So the good news is that we have the answers. We have the solutions. But the bad news is that there is a tremendous resistance to those solutions. There's a tremendous level of low consciousness in our culture, in your consciousness, that is preventing you from entering into the social containers, from engaging people, engaging gay men in a loving way. And that is the work that has to happen to step outside of the low consciousness, into wholesome approach to life, to dating, and to relationships. When you do that, miracles will happen in your life. Miracles that you don't think are possible because you've never tasted this approach ever in your life. Most gay men have never dated in a wholesome way. They've never dated and approached relationships outside of the sexual avatar. And so for them, this is a real opportunity. I'm talking a massive, beautiful, exciting portion of your life that has not been lived ever 
in your life. And it remains to be like this alien space, like traveling to Mars or going to the moon. That is available for all of you. So that's the good news. And that's what I'm inviting all of you to do, to enter into this unlived portion of your gay life and to actually live it and to see it for yourself that this wholesome approach to dating and relationships can produce joy, excitement, and real love and friendships and relationships that last a lifetime. And we have the social container where all of this is facilitated from you from A to Z, from beginning till the end, from the moment you join until you receive new relationships, you get to know those men in a wholesome way and you see the shift of your consciousness and you see the possibilities of real love, real friendships, real marriage, a real possibility to get married manifesting itself in front of your very eyes. So join us. Visit the website at biggayfamily.com. Begin this transformation. Give yourself a chance to taste a wholesome approach to dating, relationships, and gay life. And you'll never go back to the old way of meeting men. Once you taste this, you'll never go back to the way you used to meet men. So join us. Visit the website biggayfamily.com and begin your authentic transformation. And also, please subscribe to my channel. If you're not a subscriber, let's learn together. It's always easier to change, to grow, to transform when you do it with other people. So please subscribe to my channel and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Take care.